Hello, everybody. I'm Pasha Marlowe. Welcome back to the Neuroqueering Podcast here today with Aaron Croft, ADHD coach. Welcome, Aaron. Aaron. Thank you, Pasha. Great to be here. Thank you. I'm, I'm so happy you're here. Aaron is a Harvard graduate. Very impressive. And he has been obsessed with one question, probably more than one question, but one of the questions is why can't we get ourselves to do the tasks we want to do? I ask myself that every single day. Uh, and Aaron owns Hidden ADHD, uh, which is a six-figure online business. And he's also built successful Fortune 500 careers. And all of that just is very inspirational considering you have ADHD, inattentive type, right? Yeah, that's right. I am a hybrid over here. Nice. You get you get two for one. Two for yeah. Well, welcome. I really enjoy your work, and uh, I'm I'm glad you're here, neuroqueering with us. Yeah, heck yeah. Thank you. And um, you know, I think one thing of the other part about it that was surprising about those you know accomplishments that you've shared is that eight years ago when I was 33, I was broke, divorced, and earning minimum wage. Mm. Uh, and you know, I was just the epitome of unrealized potential. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, like my mom would celebrate, you know, if I made it in a job longer than six months, okay. uh, I was just like, you're smart, you're capable. And yet you never follow through, you never stick to things. And so that question that you mentioned at the top, you know, it was just it's been on my mind my whole life because mm. I could never get myself to do things uh, that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Same every day. I think today I want to drink celery juice, exercise. I want to reach out to friends. I want to make my online program. I want to start my book. Often at the end of the day, uh, I, I realize I didn't. And then I wonder why, because I want to do those things. They'd be really quite fun and they'd feel good. So why the heck don't I do them? Do tell. I would love to know. <laughs> coach <laughs> us. Coach me. And then through me, coach my listeners. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Uh definitely. Well, I think I think one thing, right, is look, a lot of us have been taught uh what I call a neurotypical productivity system. Mm -hmm. And what that looks like is if we look at it in three stages, it's Get knowledge, use mm -hmm. motivation, and mm -hmm. use willpower. Two and three, not happening. <laughs> Two and three are not going to happen, right? Right. Um, and, you know, a lot of us will start at step one of like the get knowledge. And like, we'll like, we'll be like, oh, like the cool part is knowledge is free, right? And so mm -hmm. you're like, how do I get myself to drink celery juice or to do these things, you know, write my book. And like, we'll hop on Google and we'll, we'll, we'll research it. We'll be like, how do I do this? And we'll get a bunch of articles. It'll be like the top 10 tips and the 20 steps and blah, blah, blah right? And mm -hmm. we'll be like, whoo. And then we'll be like, oh, I hate video. Or I hate, oh, I hate reading. I'm going to go watch videos. And we go onto YouTube and there's hours of amazing content that like yes. tell us how to do these things. Um, and what we, what we struggle with. So the learning piece we're okay with, but the other two pieces, the use motivation and use willpower, as you said, is where we struggle. And that's what mm -hmm. I call the activate and the sustain pieces. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so we end up in this cycle where we'll just be, uh, Googling and studying things almost 
all the time. Like the Mm -hmm. amount that we're getting knowledge is up here. And the amount that we're doing with that knowledge is like down here. And is that a self-doubt, self-worth, imposter syndrome? What is that? Yeah, it's um, it's the analogy that I give is if you take a Tesla and you try to fill it up with the best premium gasoline that you can find, doesn't matter, right? The mm-hmm. Tesla is not going to work with that. And so I, I, for me and for the people I work with, I just see it as a mismatch. I see it as a mismatch of the wrong fuel. So, you know, the... The use motivation and use willpower, that just doesn't work for us, right? right? Uh, and we'll we'll play all these games, right? Like where we're like, oh, I'm going to get motivated, um, but they're ineffective, right? So like yeah. some of the games that, you know, the people I work with tell me that they play and that I've played, right? Like, so game number one is the clock game where it's like, okay. It's 2.37 p.m. I'm going to start this at 3 p.m. And then like, oh, it's 3.10 p.m. Okay, I'm definitely going to start this at 3.15, but first I'm going to go get a cup of coffee, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So the clock game doesn't work. Clock game doesn't work. Uh, We'll do like the the warm-up task game. Like, okay, Uh I really need to do this. So let me just like quickly throw in a load of laundry and then I'll do it or like check email or like tidy my desk. Cause like, it's too messy for me to work or, you know, something right. like that. Uh, and thinking that that'll translate to what we need to do. Uh, yes. and then the last game or not the last game, but one of the third game that a lot of us play is the couch game, uh, <laughs> which is like, what you play that game is you got to put yourself on the couch Uh, like open up Instagram and kind of veg on there and like scroll through some like top 10 Netflix or get some inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Break out your Nintendo (laughs) switch and you just sort of wait for the anxiety to kind of bubble up on the things that you should do (laughs) enough that you'll suddenly like feel motivated to go do them. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's all becoming clear now. Yeah. yeah. Or I do often sometimes play the game. I, if I put it in my calendar, then I make an appointment with myself. I'm certain to do it at that time, but then it just blends into the landscape of my calendar and doesn't actually motivate me at all to see it in writing. Yeah. Right. Right. And so a lot of it's just like we, the, the fuel that we've been given just doesn't work for our brains. Yeah. Um, we can't just try harder and we can't, you know, it's not that we don't want it enough. Uh, and so we just need, we need different strategies to mm-hmm. get our brains to that basically to trick our brains into activating and to sustaining. All right. I can't wait to hear the tricks. Give us the tricks. <laughs> Am uh, I skipping over yeah. too much? No, 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 no. Skip all skipping. the hard You're... stuff and get to the tricks. <laughs> yeah, no, let's just, let's just get right to it. No foreplay needed. Uh, no. um, Sorry, I snorted. Yeah, it's not foreplay. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the, you know, what, here's, here's a trick, right? Uh, One trick that I like to do is look at what already works for our brains. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, let's say that you've got a report due in 30 days, right? Mm -hmm. When does your brain kick into gear to work on it? 20, 25 days in. Nice. Right. And there's other people, there are other people listening who are going to say, oh, day 29, you know, day Mm -hmm. 28. Mm -hmm. And so whatever it is, it's right near the deadline, whatever your brain perceives as near the deadline. Yeah. And uh, 
So one of my favorite things is to look at what are the elements that are reliably there when our brain kicks into gear. Um, and the thing is that we actually get the thing done. So the complaint of, you know, that I have and that all the ADHDers I work with have is that it's not that we don't get it done. It's that we want the freedom, the control to be able to choose to work on it when we want to, mm-hmm. not to just be reactively, you know, kicking in at the deadline. And yeah. so we can do that by manufacturing what I call the 3S activation formula. And that's activation. Okay. I know. I like acronyms and alliteration. So the three S's uh-huh. are the three variables that we need to get our brain to reliably activate. So the first one is soon, which most people guess, right? Uh, yes. So there needs to be a deadline soon. We know that that works. Uh, the second one is someone checking as in not you checking whether or not you've done the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the third one is there needs to be stakes. Something needs to be at stake. It doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be tangible. It could be intangible. Like your partner is going to give you side eye all night, but it also uh, could be tangible. Like I'm going to get a bad performance review or fired or lose a client or blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So there's, like the urgency, the accountability, and then a, like a consequence that, that you have to keep in mind. Is that, is that, are those different words for it? Uh, that would be, that would be a different word. Yeah. Um, it's not alliteration. I'm just trying to use different words to make sense for my brain. Yeah, I know that's, that's well said. That would be, um, yeah. And if you think yeah. about, if you think about, I mean, like check for your own experience, right? Like I always, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I mean, None of none of us is going to do something just because someone else says. So, like, I don't expect people to just believe me. I want them to like look in their own experience. So, like, if you look at the things where like you get stuff, where you'll like get stuff done reliably, even that you, you know, things that you uh might have difficulty doing or might be afraid to do or not want to do, but mm-hmm. suddenly you can get them done when you know it's day 30 or day 25 in your brain and the deadline's soon. Someone's checking because this report's due to someone and there's stakes if I don't do it. Whereas yeah. on day nine, the deadline's not soon. Mm-hmm. No one's checking whether or not you wait until day 10. And there's no stakes if you wait until day 10, which right. is the reason for so many people. So another game that we play, in addition to the three that we already talked about, is we play the fake deadline game. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like, Okay. This report's due in 30 days. I'm going to set a fake deadline and say, I have to get it done like tonight, you know, because I know that this works. And uh, so with a fake deadline, if we look at it through the 3S activation formula lens, like Mm -hmm. is the deadline soon? It is, right? Like it is, which is great. Uh, Who's checking whether or not you do the thing by your fake deadline? Hopefully not just you. Right. Well, if it is most for when most people set fake deadlines, it is just them, right? Oh, okay. Like All they're right. like, I'm gonna do this by blah blah. And then even if they do get someone to check it, what's at stake if they don't complete the thing by their fake deadline? Nothing. Right. And so they're so they just look at the fake deadline and just watch it sail on past like it doesn't exist because their right. brain's not gonna activate. Right. So are you saying ride the wave of urgency and just allow yourself to wait till day 25 because you know you're going to get it done? 
there's nothing wrong with using uh, our urgency. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really good at that, right? So sure, use it. What I'm saying is that the other, the previous days, like the other 25 days, the other 29 days, manufacture artificially the three S's okay. so that so that you can make progress every single day consistently, not just at the deadline. Okay. So you're making that progress, but you don't have the stakes. You're not going to lose your job or do the things, but you're, you're creating that soonness uh, for yourself. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the way that I've set it up for Mm -hmm. people. Um, And this is like, just, this is, this is the best way that I found because this is what I set up when people pay me and join my program. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'll set them up uh, with a success team or an accountability team, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so it's a four person team. And then uh, what happens is that for they'll have weekly team meetings, which Mm -hmm. uh, let them connect because we can't be accountable to people we don't care about. And we also won't get inspired by what they do uh, if we don't know who they are and what they're trying to achieve. Uh, so they have weekly meetings. There's also a weekly training module and assignment. It's like 10 or 15 minutes of training. And it's a productivity tactic that's sort of going to make it easier to do these daily, the daily pushes. Okay. Uh, and then, and then, so that's, so those are sort of soon, but they're still weekly. And then what happens is the real soonness is every single day uh, during the week that every team member reports in with how many minutes they've done of tough task time and Mm -hmm. tough task time is simply the tasks that we otherwise would procrastinate on avoid or not want to do. Yeah. And so we can actually build our muscle of doing things proactively uh, that fit that, that fit that tough task time. uh, And we can actually get, we build a habit over the course of eight weeks of being really good at doing those things that we previously would have avoided, procrastinated on, or just not wanting to do, not wanting to do. Excellent. I like that you built in the team too, uh, for inspiration and to rise each other up, uh, as well as obviously accountability. Um, and, and I love that you're building that community so that you enjoy those people. You want to root for them and, and them, you, that, that gets, uh, that gets me going more if, if it matters to others. Mm-hmm. Totally. I love, I love that you already realized or like that you picked up on that. Cause that's a bit of a subtle thing because some people think, well, okay, I'll just, I'll follow through because, you know, I'm accountable to that person, you know, and on that team and, oh, well, okay. Like, yeah, but there is that other aspect of, uh, that you hit on, which is, Sometimes even that isn't enough to get you over the hump. Like, yeah, "Eh, but like, eh. Uh, And what'll happen is that, you know, when you see Mary did her 10 minutes of tough task or she, you know, upload, she uploaded her resume to this thing, or, you know, she made that phone call and that sales call or whatever that she's been putting off. You're like, oh, Mary did that thing. Okay. All right. I'm just going to do like my 10 or 15 minutes, whatever I said I was going to do. Uh, yeah. And so it's that, it's that like, 
it's almost like to in my mind, it's like watching the Olympics where you're like inspired by like other people achievements and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go com- do some more stuff. Right. It's not competitive. I'm not going to try to like one up Mary, but because Mary put in the work, I'm kind of honoring Mary by also doing the work uh, that she, she, she doesn't feel like she's out there alone. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and a little competitiveness probably too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would imagine that's the magic sauce uh, is the, the team and the accountability built in there. Yeah. It's really weird. And the other, the other part too is, um, you know, you know, this being an MFT, you, you know, having training and this sort of thing, but like in the, in the change process, like, like a critical first step in any change process is awareness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the reality for so many of us with ADHD, like here's, here's the phrasing that someone recently put it, uh, that, it, that attended one of my trainings, how to reduce the chasm slash abyss slash gap that opens between my interests and my actual capacity to start slash continue and or complete things. Uh, And what happens is that it's really kind of embarrassing uh, Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. admit that to anyone, you know, it's embarrassing to admit to ourselves, let alone people in our lives. Right. And what happens when you're with a team of just other ADHDers who are all working towards building this, you know, eight week habit is you can start to talk about it in a way, in a safe space where, uh, you're, you're not, you're, you're, you're final. You're just, you're not, you're not hiding it from yourself because you're allowed to just be open about these things that you've just been really filled with shame and anxiety and, you know, all that about. And that really creates an amazing space for people to change their behavior because we can't change a behavior that we can't be honest about what we're doing. I agree. And if they fall into the abyss, without shame or judgment or criticism, the other ADHD minds are going to help them up. Right. And exactly. I, I like talking with you, Pasha, because I can, I can hear like your, <laughs> I can hear your intelligence and your training in like the way that you, anyway, so uh, <laughs> this is fun. This is fun conversation for me, but yeah, that's exactly right. Because, you know, there's, there, there are multiple skills, right? And muscle, like the, I think of them as like muscles we need to build. So one of them is our ability to do these tough tasks and to do them proactively, not just at the deadline. Uh, the other one though, is uh, is to get back up after we fall down. Yes. And that's a skill. That's a strength. Mm-hmm. That's a muscle that, mm-hmm. um, because if we really look at it, a lot of people think I need to be more efficient. I need to work harder, work longer, uh, to, if I'm going to achieve some things and the, the lowest hanging fruit mm-hmm. for us ADHD years isn't to try to do that because frankly, that's a big ask for a lot of us, especially yeah. if you've got a lot of inattentive symptoms, uh, you know, or that's predominant for you. Uh, even if you've got, you know, the, the hybrid, uh, what happens is that, there's, it's not that, oh, I should get an extra hour of work in, you know, each day or each week. It's if we just reduce the amount of time that we spend completely overwhelmed and incapacitated doing nothing, honestly, backsliding. Mm -hmm. And we just shorten that from, you know, 
however long you're spending and you just shorten it a little bit, like that's where we start to get back uh, massive amounts of productivity. And also, you know, they're also the momentum piece and the, the, you know, self-confidence and all that. Yeah. And that becomes our new fuel, uh, that, right. That, that feeling, that feeling Mm -hmm. of confidence and succeeding and, and accomplishing, but also making connections with other people fuels us. That's like my, my fire is the, is the connection, uh, and helping each other. Yeah. And it's such an underappreciated fuel that, Mm -hmm. you know, one of my favorite fuels is Mm -hmm. momentum. And that one of the reasons that I focus on these daily behaviors and the daily support and all that one, because it involves the 3S activation formula, but two is because it's much easier to, to go to do something hard today when you already just have the momentum of, oh yeah, I did it yesterday. I did it the day before I did it the week before, like, and you just have momentum. Whereas the other problem, you know, this getting up where we talked about like the low hanging fruit, just to get to spend less time on the, you know, incapacitated is that like, that's really hard to peel ourselves up from like mm-hmm. just a quit overwhelm yeah. space. Whereas if we're already moving, it's easier to stay in motion. Absolutely. Inertia. I like it. I like it. This is great. How did 20 minutes go by this quickly? You're going to have to come back, maybe just co-host from now on. I just hired. (laughs) forcing that upon. (laughs) I'm so happy to talk to you and finally meet you, Aaron. And I'm going to follow you. I probably will hire you. But how can other people reach you and learn about your programs? Sure. Um, so I have a free training on this approach that I talked about today. Um, mm-hmm. So it's basically, it's the, it's called the 8% productivity habit. And the idea is simply that uh, rather than try to be productive and efficient, you know, all day, it's how we can just do it with 8% of our day, 8% of a 24 hour day is two hours a day. Um, so it's how we can get our top task done. And I've got a free training on that. I think you can link to it in the show notes. And Absolutely. Um, that way people can learn more about the approach and, uh, see if it, how it resonates with them. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. Well, I do hope you come back, Aaron. Um, thank you for being here and thank you everybody for listening. Please reach out and share this podcast. If you feel like this episode would be helpful to an ADHD mind that, you know, all right. Thanks everybody for neuroquaring with us. Bye. Before you go, I have a favor to ask. Please subscribe to this podcast. That way you won't miss an episode and it'll help me bring it to folks who need it most. Fellow ADHD minds out there, I know you're going to forget. I would too. So let's push that button now and subscribe. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bonus points if you spread the word of the NeuroQueering podcast by sharing it or reviewing it. Thank you. Also, if you want to see more of me, Please follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at NeuroQueerCoach. Sign up for coaching at PashaMarlow.com or to guest on my show or leave feedback, email at Pasha at NeuroQueering.com. Thanks all. Happy NeuroQueering. Enjoy your day.